Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, John, and with me, as always, are my two compadres. He likes lawyering, and he likes fantasying. It's Josh. How we doing? And my other little sweet baby boy. He is a hoot at parties and can be a bit of a handful. It's Alex. Hi. And we are back for week 11 fun week 10 uh two weeks in a row now that all three of us have been in the winner's circle so that means obviously if you're listening to what we're saying you must be winning too obviously uh so that's something uh any any standout three experts three experts guys any <laughs> any standout performances on your teams last week that you guys want to give a shout out to any boys do their jobs uh rex burkhead saved my ass i had to play him because my team is very decimated with injury yeah, Rex. They somehow scraped together twenty points. I'll two, take uh, it. Two touchdowns get, from old sexy Rexy. Uh, Matt Prater saved my ass. Yeah, uh, your team. Uh, yeah, your team. <laughs> you won. You know, eighty-nine points or something. Hey, you know, win's a win. Yeah, I, that's right, baby. Eat the eat the win. That's, eat that that's win. Well, I with my win, uh, Dalvin Cook actually ended up a twelve, which honestly almost went for a hundred. He just had tougher sled, and I figured he wasn't gonna you know break out against tougher Bears defense. That game didn't. You guys watch that fucking game. Well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll get into that right after this, but uh, Dalvin Cook had a uh, not great week, uh, but I plugged in, picked up on Sunday morning, Salvin Ahmed from Miami. Plugged him into my flex. He had a solid game. Uh, they had a block punt right at the beginning, put him at the one. He rushed, just fell into the end zone, and then the rest was there. 80-some rushing yards. So, solid game from him. Uh, me and Alex both over 100. Alex, you may have finished as the week. No, I think your defense lost a couple at the end, so you were second or something. Third. Or yeah, something. I feel like it was a in general low scoring week for our league. Yeah, there are a lot of a couple of games that were like 90 to 80. Yeah, we had two. Well, for me and you, and then a couple of other teams went over 120. Yeah, no huge, huge, huge scores or anything like that. And yeah, some some weird low ones too. Um, but yeah. Uh, Josh, you're still number one, and uh, I, baby. with my win, I've secured the second spot right now. Alex is one game back from me, so we all have playoff spots as of right now. Um, unlike some these last other two leagues. weeks, my team has been yeah, I've been yeah, really I mean, uh, I've been really like putting out bad teams that have won two games in a row. So I'll hey, take man, them. yeah, I was gonna say take them where you can get them. Yeah, just right now if the season ended now we've all got playoff spots i know some most leagues uh we do a little bit differently we do uh the playoffs is uh week 16 and week 17 some people start in week 13 um so yeah we're even for us we're rounding it out but some people yeah only a couple more weeks in your uh regular season uh to get some wins and uh lock up one of them playoff spots boys uh be it four or six or hell maybe everyone makes the playoffs who knows and also, it's not my league, so I only care a little bit. Um, that's not fair. I care a lot. I want everyone to win. But um, 
some games mostly this week. some standout games let's let's look at some games with some standout performers uh and also some duds I, i'm gonna start with a dud uh thursday night joshy boy uh i know we've Oh, I keep bringing up the panic room, but your boy, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, out uh, or poached at the goal line by uh, Naheem Hines, uh, backup tight end to, well, Trey Burton may be the starting tight end, uh, and then also uh, backup quarterback. They brought in uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett at the, like, one or, or maybe it was the two, three-yard line. Still, uh, Jonathan Taylor, kind of an afterthought. Naheem Hines having a huge game. You uh, still confident in Jonathan Taylor? No. No, I'm not. Not at all? Are, are you playing <laughs> no. him next week? Are you going to play him next week? He's, he's out of the panic room now. He's now into – if there's a separate panic room to keep the panic room players from the other panic room players, that's where he's in. So it doesn't rub off. Uh, rub, solitary panic room. So, like a sub-basement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I forgot sub- we had that sub-basement put into the panic room. Pretty I mean, my only – my, my quantum of solace is that the <laughs> – uh, Naheen Himes owners probably didn't start him, so I can at least take, you know. I can confirm the Naheem Himes owner in our league did start him, and she won her matchup by a half a point. So you love to see it. And the Rojo to owners, too. They, they also didn't start him, so that's also Yeah, fun. I was going to say, probably in 12-team leagues or less, yeah. Rojo is probably on the bench. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. but Yeah, nothing um, more. Yeah. Um, Bottom line to me, I don't think you can trust any of the running backs for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know, man. Naheem Hines, that that workload. You see if they've, I mean. Yeah. One I wouldn't trust. Who's that? Taylor. Oh, you you wouldn't trust him? Well, he's already in the sub-basement of the panic room. We've thrown him away and locked away the gear. Wait a minute. Locked him up and threw away. God damn it. God damn it. Um. It's okay. It's you're, okay. You're probably yeah. I mean, you're probably right. Um, what? Um, I'm, who's the Indianapolis coach? Uh, coach? Frank Wright. Frank Wright. I mean, he's basically said he's going to ride the hot hand, and that's what happened last week. Is um, you know, Naheem Hines came out really hot and was running like a man on fire. Um, <laughs> you're you're circling around my question, friend. I asked you if you were going to start Jonathan Taylor next week. No, I'm not. I'm You're I sitting am I'm sitting Jonathan Taylor. One week, Alex, write it down. One week after saying he's like, we're stupid, he's yeah. smart, Jonathan Taylor's going to be huge. Now one week later, he's sitting him. Moving on, Josh, <laughs> Joshua, uh, to another game that had a lot of solid running back performances, and that was that Detroit-Washington uh, football game. Uh, yes. Team uh, on one side, you had Antonio Gibson, who, you know, 13 carries, 45 yards. Obviously, I thought there was going to be more volume there. That didn't really work out. But he, you know, followed up with two touchdowns. Um, J.D. McKissick on the other end, uh, seven catches for 43 yards. Also, uh, touchdown, only six yards on eight carries. But the rushing touchdown will help that. On the other side, the Detroit Lions finally pulled their heads out of their asses with DeAndre Swift and realized that the dude is a very, very talented player. Uh, 16 carries for 81 yards, uh, and then another five catches for 68 and a receiving touchdown. Um, like what you see, Alex, do you think that the Lions are smart enough to continue giving DeAndre Swift the ball? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the answer I was looking for. I don't know. Probably not. They never have been. Yeah, I mean, the dude's legit. They got I mean, a three-point win against Washington. I don't think mm-hmm. they're really rolling yeah. to the playoffs. 
Now they're rolling to the playoffs under the strength of Matt Stafford. Uh, Matt Stafford actually coming up a little later. He had a really good game, actually. Uh, 24 for 33, 276, and three touchdowns. Um, and honestly, I mean, Alex Smith on the other side didn't get the ball in the end zone, but attempted 55 passes and completed 38 of them for 390 yards. Liking Stafford a little bit better in that one. But uh, Josh, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. Obviously, they're both going to get the ball. That's, that's going to happen. With what you're seeing now, because the, the crazy stat here is J.D. McKissick, his target share of the last two weeks is over most wide receiver one. He's getting more targets in the passing game than most wide receiver ones. Is he a better start than Antonio Gibson? Do you think Antonio Gibson is maybe now touchdown dependent for fantasy? Uh, this this is a really great question because I almost put them both in my um, in Josh's court, which you'll we'll be talking about later. But no spoilers, um, yeah, no spoilies. Um, yeah, the McKissick. Um, at this point, I would probably start. Mc, I mean, they're both startable mm. at some level. So I agree. What I'd say, I think they're both flex plays. Um, as to who is going to be the better start of the week, I think it's just kind of matchup dependent. But with McKissick getting more work in the receiving game, you're going to have that kind of floor there. Um, but, you know, it's tough. You know, Taylor's been a disappointment. In some respects, Gibson's been a disappointment too this season. Not as much so, but um, – I, I we all expected, yeah, we all expected him to sort of be the the workhorse in that backfield. And I think J.D. McKissick's shown himself to be a confident third down back, but oh, absolutely, um, he doesn't seem to have the breakout that everybody kind of called for him. Gibson, Gibson. yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Gibson, it's not really his fault, but he's been steady. You know, I've had him on my team. I've, he's been my RB two pretty much all season. I only sat him on his. He's not, you know, he's had, you know, one really great week, but he's not blowing up the stat sheet. But let's, like, take a look at his season. Well, obviously, as between Taylor and Gibson, one is startable and one is not. So that's sort of like the dividing line. Yeah, I but, mean, this so know. far, this, you know, uh, he's, he's averaging over four yards a carry, 436 uh, on the ground, seven touchdowns, though. 26 catches, 202 yards. Obviously, McKissick is the, the passing bat. But, I mean, he, I think he's got 29 targets over the last two weeks. Alex Smith definitely likes throwing. And that's with Alex Smith starting. So, Alex Smith obviously likes throwing the ball. I think, I think McKissick – I think they're both starts moving forward. I think McKissick actually has a little bit higher of a floor or higher of a ceiling right now than, uh, um, than Antonio Gibson. I think he's just kind of one of those guys that's like, you know, you plug him in. He's going to get the targets. He's going to get the catches. And then, you know, maybe he falls in the end zone um, on a running play once, and then that just boosts those numbers. So, I mean, I think they're both – I think they're both starts moving forward. Yeah. Same side as the other, DeAndre Swift. Um, uh, yeah, another – yeah, you brought up uh, Rojo earlier that game. Um, Ronald Jones fumbled early. Uh, that's happened a few weeks ago, fumbled early, and he essentially became an afterthought. This week he fumbled early. They didn't go away from him. Ripped off the longest play in Tampa Bay history or whatever with a 98-yard touchdown. Finished with almost 200 yards and a touchdown. You've been back and forth on Rojo this year, Josh. Do you like him moving forward now? Do you think he has yeah. now done enough? 23 carries um, to Leonard Fournette's eight. I do think it's a little bit of fool's gold. I mean, I'm not going to have any great – amount of confidence and starting him mm. versus, you know, Leonard Fournette. 
on any given week. But, you know, the fact that after he got that – because Bruce Arians' thing has always been, you fumble, I'm going to bench your ass. And the fact that he didn't do that, then he rips off a 98-yarder, mm-hmm. maybe that solidifies him going forward as, you know, the main worker is back. But, um, you know, I got to tell you, if I'm a Leonard Fournette owner, I'm not feeling really good right now about myself. So, Oh, Leonard Fournette is droppable, I think, in, in- – any format he he has no value whatsoever anymore i mean maybe if you have him and you've got the extra bench spot i mean it's still possible you know with injury or something he he gets back in there but at this point i think ronald jones is the is the guy moving forward um yeah you're not going to get a 98 year touchdown every week that'd be fantastic but not going to happen every week but he hasn't needed it i mean he's been solid week to week And Super that's been the thing is we've all ever since Leonard Fournette got got drafted or uh, signed, it's been sort of like, well, it's just going to be a timeshare, and it really, really hasn't been. No, not at all. Well, moving on, uh, another game uh, that was that we actually got to see in our market here in the, the middle of America, uh, the Rams and the Seahawks. The Heartland. Uh, the Heartland. <laughs> Rams and Seahawks. Um, Three running backs here for the Rams, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, uh, Darrell Henderson. Uh, n- none of them really, you know, as far as, you know, the, none of them had a ton of carries, none of them had a ton of yards. But Malcolm Brown got in the end zone twice, uh, had two more catches for 18 yards on top of that. Darrell Henderson got in the, t- got in the end zone once. Um, you like to see that. Only one catch for five. And then Cam Akers actually paced the, the team. Ten, only 10 carries. That's seven, six, and 10. But for 38 yards um, of this now, like, as I know for a while, like, the beginning of the season was Malcolm Brown. Then it was Darrell Henderson. Cam Akers is going to kind of that rookie who everyone thought was going to start. Maybe take over. Who are you liking now moving forward um, between these three backs? I'll just throw this one to either one of them. I know Alex had K-Makers on his team earlier. I still do have K-Makers on my team, and I know enough to say that I've seen the Rams a couple times on TV, and I would say I'm not comfortable with any of them, but certainly not K-Makers. Yeah, honestly, if anything, this game makes me more worried about starting Darrell Henderson because now, I mean, he got in the end zone. He got in the end zone this week. They didn't get in the end zone through the passing game, which is, you know, weird. You know, they didn't really light up that that Seahawks defense as everybody's lit up. But they just played great defensively, and, and they ran the ball really efficiently. I mean, all of them, you know, 106 yards on the ground, 29 carries, three touchdowns. That'll do it. Um, I don't know, Joshua, you're, I assume you're going to probably yeah. feel the same way. I'm going to talk yeah. about this more in, in my Weaver pickups. But yeah. ask between the three of those, I honestly like – I mean, if I'm a Cam Akers owner, I already have him on my bench. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself um, yeah. holding him. Because I think he got what ten carries, uh, didn't do much with it. Thirty-eight yards, thirty-eight yards. Um, as between the three of those, I like Cam Akers the best going forward. You know, Seattle's run defense has been atrocious this year, so I can't read a whole lot into that. He's going up against you know T- Tampa Bay next week, which is not great. Yeah, okay. um, San Francisco, but after that, it, it gets a lot better. Um, so. Yeah, as all between the three of those backs, I think Cam Akers is going to cement himself as the. It's going to be a timeshare, but I think he's going to cement himself as having the uh, lion's share of that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, also from I disagree. That game. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm still not dropping him, but I wouldn't. Ooh, start another hot take. So yeah, I feel um, I'm I'm with Alex on this forward. one. I'm with Alex on this one. I don't I don't feel comfortable starting any of these guys. The one guy I did was Darrell Henderson. Now I know he's getting poached the goal line by Malcolm Brown. Still did get in the end zone on one, but that's three that's three goal line carries that Darrell Henderson could have. Had. Well, I mean the one yeah. touchdown wasn't exactly a goal line carry. It was a twelve. I think in a pinch you'd start either, Henderson. But, yeah, but Acres. I mean, I, I think it's their their whole backfield is a case of their three good 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 players. Yeah, that are canceling each other out fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and Acres doesn't. Have, I mean, you know, he had a nice game on like in real football. But in mm-hmm. fantasy, he's only had, you know, three points. He's only had two receptions all year. He's yeah. not really a catching guy anyway. And and that, you know, they're if they're going to rely on the run, they're not going to rely on him the whole way, especially not at the goal line. So, mm-hmm. Also in this game, another uh, kind of a, you know, for our waiver, uh, waiver wire purposes, Josh Reynolds, uh, wide receiver for the Rams, was on the field a lot. Um, Ten targets, eight catches, 94 yards. On the other side, uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a game where he's played worse, I think, maybe in his entire career. Yeah, he played like uh, shit. He played like shit. Two interceptions. Did he fumble twice, too? I think he had two fumbles as well. Yeah. Um, he turned the ball over a lot. Um, actually, let's see. And they got they got Oh, he only fumbled him. one. He only fumbled once, yeah, but still Well, they got to him, like, he, they got knocked down, like, 20 times or something. Yeah, and that was a game where, yeah, Aaron Donald didn't register a tackle. It was all Leonard Floyd, and, uh, yeah, they were just all over him, but they couldn't run the ball. DK Metcalf was only targeted four times, and it didn't. his first target didn't come until very late in that game, finished with two catches for 28 yards, definitely on the low end for DK. Tyler Lockett led the way with five catches for 66 yards. Not, you know, it's, it's serviceable, not great. Um, weird, weird game for Seattle. It, it's just weird seeing them play that poorly. It's not something that you're used to. And this is now two straight losses for them. So they're in kind of a dogfight at the top of that division. I believe it's a three-way tie, isn't it? Rams six and three, Ice. Cardinals six yeah. and three. Um, and yeah. speaking of that. They still uh, only lost by a touchdown though. And they played. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. They played terribly, but it was, you know, everyone knows their defense isn't great. Their defense actually played probably their best game of the year. Yeah. But they're, it was, the, you know, when their offense just can't get anything going, it was like, you know, one thing after another. But the turnovers definitely hurt them. But moving on into that same vein, that, that log jam at the top of that division, uh, another crazy game uh, that ended with, the, you know, the walk-off Hail Mary, that Arizona-Buffalo game. Um, you yeah. couldn't have had a better drive at the end of that for Buffalo. Josh Allen threw a dime to Stefan. That was one of the crazy. coolest Hail Marys I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, well, I mean, you, so you think it was – and I saw someone tweet earlier that uh, – uh, GM for Arizona needs to send Bill O'Brien a uh, fruit basket because any other receiver on that team, it doesn't matter who it. I don't. Christian Kirk doesn't matter. Triple coverage, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't care who you're throwing it to. The only guy that comes down with that is DeAndre Hopkins because, in my opinion, he's the best best wide receiver. I've ball. watched that replay like 20 times, and I still don't understand how a Murray got it off and b he made the catch. I don't. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's still baffling to me. It's no super cool. The incredible – I mean, Kyler Murray, I know we were talking about it. Like back and, of early. course, it happened to the Bills, the poor yeah, Bills. right. Well, I mean, the Bills are still a 7-3 squad. Yeah, it's just that, that – I mean, didn't the Music City miracle happen against them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're if, – if, you, if you're playing the Bills in a late-game situation, game. it's just the universe is always going to give you a chance. Bad jujus. But I mean, yeah, like a fantasy perspective. I mean, Kenyon Drake came back 
hit 100 yards on the dot, 16 carries. That's good for Kenyon Drake owners, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds still produced, though, too. Eight carries for 56 yards, another three catches for 21. I still think both of those guys are startable moving forward. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. Uh, Kyler Murray, and I know we were talking, like, early, maybe even, I think it well, it had to have been episode one, we were talking about Kyler Murray's uh, draft uh, position. He was ahead of, you know, a lot of dudes. And now it's like, well, he probably should have been the number one quarterback because the dude is legit, like a legit fantasy weapon. Um, obviously, his numbers at this far, he's outpacing Lamar Jackson's MVP numbers from last year, both on the ground and through the air. Um, yeah, let me – I want to get a better idea of his uh, – yeah, 17 touchdowns, eight picks. But then – where's his rushing numbers? Josh, give me get me uh, Kyler Murray's rushing numbers stat. <laughs> well, regardless, they're they're very very good. Um, he's he's obviously he's incredible. He's an incredible player, um, and that was an insane game. On the other side, Buffalo, you know, they came out last. You know, they won a big game against Seattle. They were the first of Seattle's two losses in a row. Um, kind of expected a little I bit. I have of his rushing. rushing numbers. How many? How many yards? Eleven attempts, sixty-one yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. What do you got a season total? Uh, I'd have to click some things, but just a second. Do some clickies. Um, just a second. Uh, yeah, his rushing total for the season is—he's at six hundred and four yards with ten TDs. Ten rushing touchdowns. So he's. You know, he's like an RB1 on top of being a QB1. And if they would throw in the ball, I bet he could be a wide receiver one too. The dude's a stud. On the other side of things, like I said earlier, Buffalo had a huge game last week after losing a couple. Came back, huge win against, you know, a poor Seattle team. I still thought Seattle's going to win that game. They played great. They won. This week, like I said, that last drive they had couldn't have gone better. Josh Allen threw a dime to Stefan Diggs in the end zone. Stefan Diggs had a huge day, 10 catches, 93 yards, a touchdown. Um, Josh Allen did throw a couple of interceptions, but like I said, they put him in a position to win, and Kyler Murray just took it away from him. But Josh Allen, again, Josh Allen also having a great season. 284, two TDs, did throw the two interceptions, add another 38 on the ground. Uh, Cole Beasley was actually kind of the, you know, John Brown, like I said, then when you, you know, this many, John Brown had six catches, 72, but Cole Beasley, 11 catches. Uh, for over 100 yards a touchdown on 13 targets. That's 13 for Cole Beasley, 11 for Stefan Diggs, and 8 for John Brown. So that target share is really good for all those dudes at the top. Um, I think any of those receivers are easily rosterable and, and probably even startable depending on the matchup. Uh, obviously, they're on a bye week this week, so don't start them this week because they aren't playing. They will be in their homes <laughs> or, or if they don't care about COVID, they will be out and about uh, doing some Christmas shopping. The or, yeah, they'll be buying turkeys for Thanksgiving or what have you. Uh, yeah, any other games you guys want to talk about? Any other any other fun ones? I know Miami got a big win. Uh, Denver got smacked. Oh, well, yeah. I have one that's not fun, but it certainly was a game. Was it last night's game? No, well, that was even less fun. The mm-hmm. Sunday night game with New England and Baltimore. That That's game. slog in the rain. Mm. Well, I haven't, haven't seen – I mean, I've seen some rainy games, but that game looked miserable. They all look miserable. And, I mean, at the end there, Baltimore's a great team. Obviously, they're not good from playing from behind, though. And in that yeah. type of weather, that makes it even worse. But they're not that good at playing from behind anyway. 
just because they're definitely a run first team. But in that weather, when you can't hold on to the ball and you can't really do anything, when they got the ball back there, it was kind of just like a, a, I knew, you just knew they were not going to win that game. Yeah, that was a slog. Well, so, and granted, New England's game last week was against the Jets, but now they've won two in a row. Mm-hmm. And this one against one of the better teams in the league. Uh, do you think they're coming back up or do you think it's just a mirage? I mean, they have a very winnable game this week, you know, which we'll get into later. I don't think it's a mirage. I mean, it's, it's New England. They're coached by, and like I said, I don't like the man, but he's a good coach. Like, there's no denying that. Grand um, evil wizard. The grand evil wizard. And I mean, Buffalo losing this week definitely helps. Um, you got to have that. So let me see. Let me pull up their schedule for the remainder because that's something I'm actually very interested in. Because have they played Buffalo yet? I don't think they have. No, they have. They yeah, they once. have. yeah, they have. So they have Houston next week. That's a winnable game. Arizona. I mean, you beat Baltimore. Arizona's a winnable game. Obviously, Baltimore's in the rain. So you got the Chargers. That's a winnable game. You got the Rams. You got then the Dolphins, Buffalo, and the Jets. You round out with three divisional games. I mean, I don't do know, man. About, what do you think about the Dolphins now? They're – only a half a game out of that lead the dolphins look good i mean they're still really young so i mean obviously i it would be fun to see them become semi-relevant as a team again but um and i like Tua. you know i, I think honestly if because this week i have josh allen uh, on a bye week it, you know it has crossed my mind possibly plugging him in but you know they're still young so i if they lose a game late in the season to new england i wouldn't be surprised but also if they you know if miami makes the playoffs that's great if they don't, obviously, there's something there now. Like, they have something there where they're, you know, they're semi-competitive. They got some solid players on both sides of the ball. So, I don't know. But sure. back to New England, like, who knows? Like, at this point, I'm not counting them out of anything. I don't think anybody should, especially if you're a team that's playing them. I, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't do that. Uh, but, yeah, one more game. We have, like, we talked at the top that, that Bears uh, – Bears-Minnesota Vikings game. Vikings game. Oof. My God. My God. Oof. It was what I mean. The first half wasn't great. The Bears start the second I half. I feel so bad for that Bears defense. They're so good, and they're well, just they're, getting uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, the offense might be the worst one that a good Bears defense has ever had to deal with. Honestly, I mean, yeah. they how many yards they had like two yards in the second quarter or the third quarter, and they didn't do a whole lot else in the fourth. They had that one once Foles got hurt. And what does anyone heard anything about Foles' injury? I haven't. I heard it was like I a think they're saying it's pointer, but it's not too serious. Yeah, that's what so, I heard. It's not. But that I mean, severe. I mean, at this point, do you start Foles next week? I mean, obviously, no. Trubisky, Trubisky is still like. Oh, you mean you mean does Chicago no. start Foles? Yeah, I mean does Chicago start him? Right. I thought you were asking if you start. No, Foles dear in God, fantasy. no! If you start, like, if you're what are starting, you talking about? If you're starting Nick Foles in fantasy, you're I think in like a thirty. They have a you better be in a thirty-two team yeah, league, and you have to start him. I think they have a bye next week, so I think the timetable probably. Yeah, will. you're right. Yeah, that'll give him time uh, for David Montgomery to come back. But also, I mean, that's because Mitch Trubisky is out. He wasn't dressed last night with a shoulder injury. Will he even be available? Yeah, because they put that backup in at the end of the game. Tyler Bray, who maybe threw the worst pass I've ever seen. Was that the very last pass in the game? Yeah. That like the TV camera didn't even find. Nope. It sure oh, did. it was so funny because I was not really paying attention to the very last drive because the game was, you know, over. 
Uh, and I watched the very last play, and it was fourth down, and the guy threw the ball, and it just disappeared. Yep. The camera, the wide camera, could not find it. And, and the guy then, just said, "Like, didn't make it, didn't didn't make it." And Steve like, Levy was just like, "Nobody home." Well, yeah, nobody home. Like, nothing going on. Bye. And like I said, it was a terrible, terrible offensive showing all around. And I think they finished with 108 passing yards total. They finished with 41 rushing yards. Not great. It was uh, an offensive offensive showing, if mm-hmm. you ask me. And really the only thing they did, if you are in a deep league and you were starting Cordell Patterson, you got the points for, you know, 30 rushing yards, 19 receiving yards, and then you had that, you know, touchdown on the kick return. So if you got lucky and you started him in a deep league, I, you know, I really don't know how lucky you are if you're starting Cordell Patterson or anything. But then <laughs> uh, the only thing of note, uh, before we move on, we should probably move on to uh, to some – uh, waivers here um, next, but um, Dalvin Cook uh, fell down and everyone thought he was like hurt, but he just uh, got the football uh, crammed into his uh, testicles. Did you guys oh. see it? Did you guys witness that? It was a scary moment as a Dalvin Cook owner. He went down hard and uh, went down hard on the ball, and they're like, oh, it looks like he fell on the ball. So you think, like, oh, he knocked the wind out of himself. Then they showed the replay in slow motion like 17 times. Oh, he fell just, on the ball, all right. The ball just obviously it just goes right into his fucking – right into his crotch. He did a, ow, my balls. But I'm like, I just want – like, I want to be in the booth so I can just say, like, straight up because they're just, like, alluding to this, like, whoa, well, uh, looks like he – but I'm like, just say it. Like, he got racked by the football. Like, don't be scared. Like, when people – I was like, yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to get too in-depth with it, but – don't be cool. Yeah, ESPN. Don't be scared. Yeah, don't be a little bunch of little bitches. Uh, all right, so that'll wrap up that portion. Uh, moving into waivers. So I'm going over to the bookshelf now. And there's a couple things. It's a trick bookshelf, remember. Um, and I'm pulling off the book of waivers. I'm blowing the dust off of it. And Josh, yes. who you got this week? Who are your, who are your guys? That you, who are your, your, oh, your fresh book faces? Of waivers is an Arabic. I got, a couple, uh, I got a couple names for you, Jen. Um, I'm going to start off with a guy who's rostered in uh, about half of leagues, but Kalen Balage, the Bellagio. Very nice hotel. Very, it's a very, very nice hotel. What's that hotel called again? The Bellage, the Bellagio. The Kalen Bellagio. Yeah, uh, 15 carries uh, week nine, 18 carries last week. Not not great, you know, yards per game, but uh, and he still hasn't found the end zone, but He's giving you that floor, and until um, uh, Austin Eckler comes back, which, you know, I think Austin Eckler Eckler owners are a lot more optimistic about that than I probably would be. Um, I think he's a solid start for the next couple weeks, at least. Um, Cam Akers, who I talked about earlier, only rostered in 26% of leagues except for the dum-dums like Alex who are still holding on to him. Uh, but no. Uh, hey! I, I <laughs> just kidding, Alex. I love you. Um, How much do you love him? Cam- oh, so Akers is a bit more of a, um, you know, a, a, a sit and wait and see what happens uh, Pick up for me. He's going to be pl- starting off against Tampa Bay and then San Francisco. But after that, uh, Arizona, New England, New York Jets, uh, Seattle, and Arizona again. I really like him for those last four games uh, of the season. And I think they've kind of shown their hand that they're going to be uh, looking to him to be the primary back in that, in that backfield. Uh, wide receivers, um, again, not a guy who's uh, on a lot of waiver wires, but on some with a bye week, Darius Slayton. 
Um, he's got Cincinnati, Seattle. I think that'll be a bit of a shootout. Uh, Arizona, Cleveland, not a great. Yeah, but he's 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 on a buy this week, right? Yeah, this week's a buy for okay. him. So that's probably if he's on waivers, that's probably why. Um, but you can snatch him up for people who aren't looking deep uh, uh, at wide receiver, and I think he's a good pickup. Uh, was solid last week with eleven point five points. Um, next, uh, Michael Pittman, uh, Indianapolis, um, had seven, um, uh, catches for 101 yards, uh, 15.5 points last game against Tennessee. And I really like him, uh, over the next couple of weeks, Green Bay, Tennessee again, and then Houston, that could be a shootout. And the thing about Indianapolis is I always look at their like, uh, box score and I'm like, how? the fuck did they score 30 some points when like my running back has like 3.5 points and it's it has to be because they're throwing it to wide receivers. So, um, uh, like they it. also had some, uh, they also had some special team scores there last week that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mucked but that up for you. Man. I always just in my mind picture their offense as complete, you know, terribly terrible, but, um, and they are at running back or at least at the one that I have, but um, I think Michael Pittman's going to be a good uh, start going forward. Um, next pickup on waivers, Miami's defense, actually. Um, love Miami. That. I need a defense. Um, I think they are currently defense number three, and they've shown themselves to be really a strong uh, start defense. And I just love their, their matchups going forward. They got Denver next week, the Jets. Uh, the week after that, that's going to be great for them. Um, Cincinnati, Kansas City, you're probably going to have to stream someone there. But then New England, Las Vegas, and probably Buffalo, you're going to have to stream somebody. But, you know, if you're looking for someone to pick up for the rest of the season at defense, I think Miami is a great pickup. And those are my uh, waiver pickups. I like it. Uh, I just got a couple more to add. Um, John Damian Harris went over 100 again last week, uh, only on rostered in 58%. Uh, Cole Beasley, also we talked about him earlier, 100 and a touchdown, 58% also. And then my guy, Salvin Ahmed, 12% of leagues, uh, 21 carries, 85 yards, one catch for five yards. Volume is there. Volume is good. Tougher matchup this week against Denver in the running game, but like I said, volume's there, 21 carries. Those are who I'm, I'm liking. Oh, and uh, maybe pick up Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> Do you need a quarterback, possibly? Maybe. But don't do it. Don't pick up. Play yourself. <laughs> I can't explain myself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Kirk has so looking over the last few weeks here. Uh, and like I said, if you're like like me, and you're a Josh Allen owner. Um, you need a quarterback this week. Obviously, you can't start no one, even though maybe possibly starting no one over Kirk Cousins might be there. But um, last uh, two weeks, Kirk Cousins. Against Detroit, didn't throw the ball a lot, didn't really have to because uh, Dalvin Cook ran all over Detroit. But in those few passes, 13 of 20 for 220 yards, three touchdowns. Last night against uh, Minnesota, or against Chicago, rather, uh, 25 of 36, 292 yards, two touchdowns. They, you know, put him out there, went in, stopping Dalvin Cook, made him beat him, he did. And the main thing is this week they have the Dallas defense. Uh, um, come into town. So at home against Dallas, I think he's a good start um, for a streaming option at quarterback. 
got some tougher matchups moving forward. So I don't know, obviously, you know, if you're starting for a bye week, you can dump them right after that. But it's a solid matchup this week against the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, that will wrap up this waiver claim time. That made sense. That made sense in my head. But we are not done. We have a few more things we need to get forward, but the waiver claim book is going on the shelf. We're putting it up. I already blew the dust off, so we don't got to worry about that next week. Lock it in. Waivers. The final fantasy. guys we're back um rolling into uh some starty boys and some city boys so again i have to go over to the old trap bookshelf pull out the even bigger book from last time um starts this week got some interesting ones got some fun ones got some you know sits that i'm not you know some guys who i think could surprise me but my start of the week this week at quarterback is alex probably won't believe it but uh, Matthew Stafford is my start of the week at quarterback. Um, really all based on matchup. Um, they're playing the Carolina Panthers, who over the past four weeks, Carolina is averaging. This the show is canceled. Week. Canceled. <laughs> Carolina over the past four weeks is averaging the second worst uh, points to quarterbacks. And Matt Stafford is also back-to-back pretty solid games. Um, and let me pull him up really quick because I want to get his stat line here. Because um, he's actually playing – shockingly well even in even in losses not throwing up fantasy complete total stinkers but um minnesota obviously wasn't great week prior indianapolis against a very good indianapolis pass defense 336 yards three touchdowns and interception this week against washington obviously we already went through stat line 276 three touchdowns um i like matt stafford this week he's my start of the week sit of the week is gonna be my boy tom brady um once again matchup based uh i don't think tom brady he's obviously not uh you know plugging you know just a set it and forget it starter anymore but they are playing the rams uh who just held russell wilson to his worst outing of the season um i think he's gonna have a harder go of it this week against the rams my start of the week at running back we've talked about him a few times already josh had him for a waiver pickup Kalen balage is my start of the week at running back uh, the last two weeks, uh, 17 carries, then 22 carries after that, uh, plus 22 routes run last week, uh, which is very good. Uh, they also have a very good matchup against the Jets, which uh, Josh alluded to earlier. My sit of the week at running back, uh, Todd Gurley, coming off the bye, uh, they have a tough matchup against the Saints. The Saints have allowed the fewest rushing yards, yards per carry, and rushing TDs in the entire NFL. And on top of that, Gurley doesn't give you a lot in the passing game. He only has 22 targets on the season. I'm sitting Todd Gurley this week. Start of the week. Uh, Don't talk a lot about the Steelers, uh, but I am liking Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Um, 20 targets over the last two – 20 targets, two TDs in the last two weeks. uh, Have a favorable matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who do have some trouble covering – uh, some deep threat ball guys. Uh, I think Juju's going to have a big week this week. 
And rolling back into the, the Buccaneers, my sit of the week this week is Mike Evans at wide receiver. The Rams will have the fewest points to wide receivers. Matched up with Jalen Ramsey this week, most likely on most of his routes. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey just held DK Metcalf to two catches for 28 yards on four targets. Not liking Mike Evans this week. And rolling it up, tight end, my start of the week, Hunter Henry. Again, matchup based. Uh, I like he's you know he's obviously getting more involved. They have a favorable matchup against the Jets, and my sit of the week is Robert Tanyan for the Green Bay Packers. Getting some looks, but tough matchup against the Colts. Really stingy pass defense. Honestly, my sit at quarterback. I was waffling between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I, I think both of them are going to have tougher sledding than they than they have. Um, but Robert Tanyan is my sit of the week this week at. Tight end, um, and just to roll it up, some other guys that I'm just starting this week, Jameis Winston, DeAndre Swift, Damian Harris, Justin Jefferson, and rounding it out, Logan Thomas, tight end for the Washington Skin. Um, I'm liking all these guys this week. What, what is it the Washington Skin thing, or is it the Logan yeah, Thomas thing? It, it's saying Washington Skin. The Washington Human Skin, and that should be their new team. Yep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, with that out of the way, guys, um, I think it's time that we brought back, dusted off, if you will, an early segment that we did earlier in the year. I believe it was week three, week four. Josh, uh, it's time you put on your judge cape and your judge hammer (laughs) and start up the courtroom. Ah, thank you, John. It's harder to do those uh, those those things whenever we're recording over Zoom for COVID safety, but you get the point. In the fantasy football system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups: the analysts who investigate the players and the players who score the points. I think one These is are their way stories. more important than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you yeah. think that analysts are more important than players, Alex? Of course. What are we doing this for? <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Judge Josh's courtroom. Objection. Uh, the game is I assign you each a player, and I need you to give me the case for starting them the rest of the season. Uh, we're going to start at running back. Um, Alex. Uh, As our resident uh, Detroit Lions fan, I'm going to give you DeAndre Swift. John, what's that? No, go ahead. Oh, John, as our resident uh, Ezekiel Elliott owner, I'm giving you Ezekiel Elliott. That checks Uh, out. (laughs) I'll start with you, Mr. Uh, Alex, counselor. Uh, Make your case. Uh, Thank you, Your Honor. Well, what you should know as a Detroit Lions fan, I will – pretty much always advocate for you to not start their players um, in most circumstances. Now, uh, let me look at their schedule for the rest of the year because DeAndre Swift has looked pretty good. Um, He might be the exception, but I just don't trust. um, I'll help you out here, uh, uh, Alex, and I'll tell you their schedule coming up. Got at Carolina, Houston, at Chicago, Green Bay, at Tennessee, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, uh, I'll say I'll give him a tepid, uh, you know, sort of like I'm a, you know, public attorney that doesn't really 
care about my clients. I'm bad at my job. I have a bus bus ad. Um, I'll say, yeah, sure. You know, if you need him, put him in the RB2 slot for the rest of the year. Mm. He's the best. He's, I think he's the strongest offensive player they probably have, but you just never know with the way that team is run, which is generally poorly. The schedule seems relatively favorable. Um, but yeah, so I'd say uh, I'll give it a tepid go ahead and start him. Counselor, I, I take your tepid response and I turn it over to uh, John, Zeke, tepid Zeke the Freak. Well, as a... And I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, John, I've, I've seen your client's record the last four games, 7, 4.5, 7.5, and 7. Not off to a good start. So make your case. All right. Well, uh, Alex is a, you know, a ambulance chasing bus ad lawyer. I'm a highly paid, respected attorney uh, on retainer from Jerry Jones. So it's my job mm-hmm. to make uh, Ezekiel Elliott look like a serviceable, mm-hmm, uh, serviceable player. So yes, the last four weeks have not been great. Obviously, his production has waned without Dak Prescott. That's obvious. But had a week 10 by and he was dealing with some hamstring issues. So he should be healthy coming into week 11. And also I know that this doesn't count for much, but also Andy Dalton should be back under center, which isn't great compared to Dak Prescott, but compared to whoever the hell else was starting, it's definitely an upgrade. I think that helps him a lot. And you got to look at the other numbers and in our league and our scoring, he's still the, and I, our league has, you know, has some buffs and stuff, but he's still the number seven fantasy running back in our league. He still has an average of 13.6. And he's got a solid, he's got a decent matchup this week against Minnesota. And he's, I mean, he's got kind of a mixed bag for matchups, but honestly, if they can get anything going in the passing game at all to kind of take the heat off of them, which I think they can do, maybe not against all of these teams. Obviously, Baltimore's going to be tough. San Francisco tough run defense mind you they've gotten kind of you know softened up over the last few weeks uh tough giants game to end the season but honestly it's zeke elliott he's ezekiel well, elliott he's I, I i could go through all the numbers i could do that he's i've i've i think that's enough counselor um fine i rest you my know case. i came into this i came into this courtroom with uh a preset notion that i was gonna side with uh Mr. Swift, who, if you had asked me at the start of the season if I'd even be having this conversation as between DeAndre Swift and Ezekiel Elliott, I would have called you a a fool and a liar, sir. But, um, John, you've actually convinced me that I think Zeke is probably the better Whoa. start of the two going forward. I actually uh, won one of these things. Holy shit. To be sure Swift has... To be uh, fair, I didn't realize we were arguing for one in favor of the other, in which case I would agree with John. Uh, well, yeah, I think that was clear by your advocacy for your client counselor. Uh, I'm not a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said at the top he's a terrible Objection. lawyer. Objection! It shows, look at his shabby, cl- his shabby so, suit. I rule, I rule in favor of Mr. Elliott. Next case. Uh, quarterback position uh, on, on docket. One would say the most important position. <clears throat> I'm going to assign one Mr. Kirk Cousins to John Birch and a Mr. Jameis Winston to Mr. Alex. And no, you are not representing him in a crab leg theft. So 
You are representing um, a myriad amount of crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the other stuff. <laughs> the less All right, I stuff. will start this time with Mr. Uh, John. Please make your case, sir. All right. And like I said, this isn't easy for me, uh, advocating for anyone, anyone in their right mind starting Kirk Cousins is uh, hard to do. Not but, off to a good start. But looking at the numbers, like strictly looking at the numbers, obviously the team, they're winning, you know, they're winning games now. They beat Green Bay, big one. They beat Detroit. They beat Chicago. So that's three division wins. That's big. Three wins in a row also. You get Dallas next week, or next week, This as in this upcoming Sunday. Poorest defense. Quarterbacks have had heydays against them. I, and obviously the numbers don't lie. You know, starting the season wasn't great. Was turning the ball over a lot in the last three weeks. Uh, uh, six touchdowns to one interception. Uh, 15, 20, and 17 points respectively in those three weeks. And he's throwing the ball less. I mean, obviously, you know, 14 passes against Green Bay, 20 passes against Detroit. Then they meet up with Chicago, a really good defense. Chicago said, we're stopping Delvin Cook. We're going to focus on stopping Delvin Cook. And as Delvin Cook goes, the offense goes. But he came out and he beat them. He used his arm and he beat them. Justin Jefferson is coming on as a legit number one wide receiver. Adam Thielen, two touchdowns again. He's had some struggles. He's starting to get back into the mix. Irv Smith Jr. tight end is there. They have weapons all over the field. Personally, and like I said, I hate the Vikings, but Justin Jefferson has been fun. He's a fun player. I think the weapons are there. I think the schedule's there. They get Jacksonville, Carolina, uh, Tampa. can be a tough one, but Chicago again. Uh, like I said, I think the schedule's there. I think he's going to solve it. Now, does that mean he's not going to throw up some stinkers like he does? Yeah it's still there possibly, but the numbers are there. The weapons are there. I think Dalvin cook is going to be, like I said, still finished with almost hundred yards, 95 yards against the bears. Just took him a little bit longer than it had the last couple, but um, I think he's going to get back into it too. And as, like I said, he opens things up for cousins. I rest my case. Well, you've made, you've, you've made your case, Alex. Your honor. It's me, a different lawyer entirely. I'm a simple <laughs> Southern lawyer. You might look at Jameis Winston for the Saints and say, I'm, like, I'm going to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say uh, that uh, don't start Jameis Winston. Um, he might look attractive because of the schedule, which is pretty soft, and that it's a good uh, – they have a good team. You know, obviously he won that game on Sunday, but he didn't have to really do much. I think you'll know a lot more after they play Atlanta this weekend because uh, Atlanta has a very bad pass defense. And if they let... They play Atlanta twice. They do play Atlanta I twice. Let me get to it. that, Your Honor. Please, or I'll hold you in contempt. <laughs> uh, they Wait, do play Atlanta do twice it? in the next three weeks, so he'll probably get them twice. I mean, if Breeze comes back at all, which I, there's been no word on it, but it's, he seems like he got pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, the question is whether they're just going to basically let him manage the offense or let him run wild against some of these weaker teams. Cause yeah, they have Atlanta and then Denver next week and then Atlanta again and then Philly. I wouldn't start Winston now though, because I, I, you know, I, I don't trust him to not, if they let him go wild, he's a big turnover guy. I wouldn't, I don't know that I believe him. It's a good offense. They have, you know, but well, I, I think they'll just make, I think they'll, 
You'll know more after this game on Sunday. But I have now, to say, Counselor, now I'm doing this Southern thing. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. No, not objection, Your Honor. Counselor. You may not steal my Southern <laughs> accent that I abandoned two minutes in. Uh, I, I appreciate your honesty, actually. And for that reason, I am going to uh, side with uh, you. Um, I, he was uh, supposed to be defending him. <laughs> ah, whatever. This is this whole courtroom. This kangaroo court. <laughs> I uh, pretended to be a defense attorney, but I was actually a prosecutor. Damn it! I didn't know you could do that. I can't be disbarred because I was never barred to begin with. <laughs> oh, I shit. think uh, it's it's a close call, but I think Winston has more weapons in offense than he ever had in in Miami, and I think Peyton's actually going to design. A scheme for him that uh, he's not going to just go buck wild and you know heave the ball 50 yards down the field every time. That he's going to give him little drop off passes to uh, you know to, to uh, Michael Thomas and, and others. Um, now you do have to be concerned, I think, about the fact that you know after he throws a couple interceptions in a game that you know Taysom Hill takes the starting position, but. Um, I think you're right, Alex. I think I'd, I'd pick him up, wait and see what happens this week. And if he looks good, I think he's, he's your starter as between the two for the next uh, remainder of the season. So with that, um, this court's adjourned. Bum, bum. Got have sound. Bum, bum. Well, you know, uh, I, you know, now that we're out of the court, the, the courtroom, I got to be honest with you, I, had I known that I could attack Kirk Cousins, I absolutely would have done that. So that's good to know moving forward. And you know, I, I, I run this good idea to throw your client under the bus like that. But, but he won. It, it worked. worked. It, was yeah. a, it was a. Actually, it was a good idea because the judge liked me. Oh, yeah, because well, you started out with that down-homey accent that I didn't do because I thought I was trying to be that was really That was really the, the what did it, so. Mm-hmm. Laying the charm on thick. Oh, sorry, my lawyer mm-hmm. man just came back. <laughs> my Get lawyer. out of here. My lawyer man. Well, guys. Shut up. <laughs> That no, that uh, that you know that pretty well covers. Uh, I think the meat. Uh, actually, no, we do have one more segment. Um, the meat and taters. Uh, we're doing one more segment now. Um, Alex's uh, pick has been so popular with the uh, uh, fifty about with it. the fifty to, to seventy five crowd. Uh, we've decided to expand upon it to give those old timers something more listening, uh, listening pleasure the dulls and tones of Alex. Alex, it's time for Alex's picks. What you got, boy? All right, well, let's look at the three primetime games this weekend, starting Thursday with Arizona at Seattle. Uh, Obviously, Arizona coming off the huge uh, fun Hail Mary win, and Seattle looking, frankly, like shit on Sunday. I think there's going to be a little bit of a letdown for Arizona, and I will pick Seattle on Thursday. Uh, to win that game, not gonna do, not gonna deal with points or anything. Um, and then we got the Sunday night game, which is Kansas City and Vegas. I know Vegas was there was Kansas City's one loss. I think uh, Kansas City will turn around and smack them right in the mouth for that. Uh, so I'll pick Kansas City in that game. And then the trickiest one, I think, obviously, because both teams are good. I mean, I I guess Vegas isn't bad, but they're not good. Um, or maybe they are. I don't know. I think they're pretty solid. 
don't listen to me. Uh, I think that should be the takeaway of the segment. The Rams and the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Rams. And then, um, you know, I just, I think that's a heads up game. And I, I, I like the Rams defense. I think they're going to bother Brady. Uh, and I just, that's my pick for Monday night. My lock of the week will be, this isn't really that much of a surprise because uh, Houston's very bad, but I would pick New England is favored by two on the road. Um, I would pick Houston, or I'd pick New England to cover. Uh, so that's the lock of the week and that's it. Somebody else talk. Lock of the week. Well, guys, uh, that covers, I think, all of our segments. Now we can move into some, uh, some, uh, some funsies. Um, Joshy boy, uh, you mentioned you had some, some trivia that you wanted to throw out. I've got a I couple. Got a, I don't know if Alex has anything. I got a little one. Start it off, John. For all of our, uh, you know, Pittsburgh fans out there. Um, starting off 9-0 and this season. A uh, great start for them. Uh, if I want to see if anyone can name the last team to go nine and zero, you get one point if you name the team, two points if you can name the year. Last team to go nine and zero. To go nine and zero. Start start nine and zero. Hmm. Uh, I'll say the Packers in twenty eleven. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Ugh, man, I know I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'm gonna say the Chiefs. In 2018, uh, I think Alex was right with the Packers, but the you were both wrong uh, as to the last team. It was the 2015 Carolina Panthers. Oh shit! Oh, that's right. God damn it! Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's there was that meme one. about how they were 15 and one. Yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs have gone nine and zero several times in the last you know 15 years or so, but uh, I don't think they did so in 2018. All right. Well, so there's my question. All right. Well, I've got I've got three questions. Ooh. So Question we can three. we can find a definitive winner. And and this week, they're Russell Wilson themed, based on his uh, piss poor showing this week. I wanted to wanted to bring up a little Russell Wilson. Not yes, not, he's as, not getting any MVP votes at all. Nope. After all, he sure he sure is not. I don't know. Well, he'll probably get a couple. It makes no sense. But I think he eh, he has he has to have fallen off that MVP thing, right? I mean, now it's it's got to be like Rogers, Mahomes. Uh, I mean, who else could be in there? Dalvin Cook, maybe. Um, but yeah. So starting it off, because um, we need to find definitive winners for my rounds of question. I'm doing three, so obviously someone's going to get two. Someone's going to get or all three. So I can see you guys. On camera, we're doing this through Zoom. I want you guys to raise your hand. Whoever raises their hand first gets first crack at the question. Okay, none of this wild west, wild west shit anymore. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> okay, first question. Uh, it's pretty much common knowledge at this point that uh, one. Let me ask you something really quick. Uh, okay. What's do you up? lose any points for getting it wrong? You do not. The other right. person just gets a crack at it. First question. Um, Pretty much common knowledge at this point that when Russell Wilson was in college, he was drafted by the Colorado Rockies. Maybe not so much common knowledge was in high school, he was actually drafted by another Major League Baseball team prior. Alex, who was that team? The Yankees. You are incorrect. Josh, you want to crack? 
Uh, I'm going to say the Arizona Diamondbacks. Incorrect. It was the Baltimore Orioles mm-hmm. in high school. While in college, obviously the Rockies when came on in college, Russell Wilson played for two collegiate football teams. This is a two-parter. What was the first team? Alex is raising hand so he gets this, but I'm going to finish the question just so you know what you're getting into. What was the first team he played for, and how many years did he play there? We played for NC State first, mm-hmm. and he was a graduate transfer at Wisconsin, so he either played three or four years at NC State. I'll just say four. It was three, but you get the point. And he played for NC State for three years uh, as a starter, and then, yep, uh, transferred to Wisconsin, and the rest is history. Final question. What round – well, we all know the NFL draft in 2012 – was uh, highlighted by Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III. Russell Wilson did not get drafted in the first round of that draft. What round was Russell Wilson drafted in in the 2012 draft? Alex. Third? It was the third round. Mm. Alex takes this one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this Sweet, down. I'm baby. starting it here, man. I'm starting it here. Alex, Alex wins, wins the night. Josh, you got some work to do, boy. Yeah. This is why I wanted to do the raising hand thing, because, like, every time I ask you a question, you, you stall. Yeah, well, I, I don't know the answer to it. You Leslie, <laughs> you, you, you Leslie stall, and then... <laughs> oh, shit! Ding, ding, ding! We're in now, babies! Uh, but, yeah, uh, Alex, you, know, you took it, 2-0. Two, two oh. Is there Orioles a daily double or something? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if we can find something. What number did Russell Wilson wear when he played at Wisconsin? I'll just let Josh take this one out. Seven? Thirteen. Okay. You're you're low. I'll give you one more again. <laughs> Alex still wins, but you said thirteen. That's low. You get one more one more guess. So you're Leslie stalling again. Uh, Unless you're cheating, I see you looking at your computer screen. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Alex, do you want to take one crack at it? Seventeen. It was sixteen, actually. So Price is Right rules. Josh takes it. Uh, Josh, you win a hundred dollars. Alex, you win the actual round, which what comes with fuck? which comes with no <laughs> cash prize. <laughs> I'm getting. I don't, I don't have a hundred dollars oh. to be passing around. It's the holiday season. Uh, yeah. So next week. Uh, obviously, rolling into Thanksgiving, we're going to have some uh, some Thanksgiving games. Uh, we'll get started a little early on that. Uh, other than that, boys, you got anything to go out on? Nope. Any nope. words of wisdom for our sweet baby listeners who are looking to get in their playoff spots? Start uh, the right people. Nope. Don't yeah, be start good guys. Don't start bad guys. Start your studs and sit your duds. Uh, Pick yeah, the right players to play. Yeah, that's always that's smart. That's a smart way to do it. Well, with that, guys, I think we will round it out. Uh, once again, as always, we'd like to thank Gunter Volker for the incredible theme song and transitions, and just did an awesome job. You can find him uh, on Spotify's band Jack Hotel. They're incredible out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Enjoy. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the FF Cast, uh, doing some game stuff. Um, obviously, you know, I'm completely settled with my move now, so we'll definitely be doing a lot more in-game stuff, um, some early morning questions. And uh, actually, we have in the works um, 
uh, possibly doing some Saturday recordings releasing on um, Sunday morning. Um, that would just be be me and, uh, and a guest from my league, uh, just going over the slate of games, seeing who we like, who we don't, just a quick little 30-minute mini-sode. It's little intimate interviews. Little intimate interviews. <laughs> I really want to crack down, so we're going to start that here pretty soon. Uh, but other than that, uh, Josh, Alex, always a pleasure. And uh, Thanks, keep, John. Thank you, John. Keep on fantasying, boys and keep girls. Keep on Bye. trucking. Bye.